0: Processing. Is this on? Are we rolling? Oh, hell yeah. This is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. And today, we're going to eat a lot.
1: I have a list, actually. You so, have a list? I, th- I, I thought it was sprays.
0: Yes, that is the famous Gav Chabran, my work husband and LAist food editor.
1: If you want to throw one in there, you can always surprise us. I'm usually the one that surprises you. If you want to surprise me today, I'm, I'm more than a willing participant. To, to take.
0: And today, we're with producer Megan Botel. Do
2: you come to Grand Central Market a lot to eat, or why are you here?
0: Well, I work here. Where?
2: Here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: we're out here standing in front of an absolute LA icon. Grand Central Market. It was deemed the largest and finest public market on the Pacific coast. It's a historic marketplace right in the heart of downtown LA that's been there for more than a century. We're gonna navigate and hang out at Grand Central Market for lunchtime on a weekday. It is a Tuesday, we're recording this on a Tuesday because we thought we gotta do this during the work week. It's an enormous open-air structure, about 44,000 square feet. So I've been coming
1: here for like 30, 35 years. The House wonton soup is like the best $12 meal you can buy in the
0: city. What started more than 100 years ago as a true marketplace for produce, spices, pastries, deli meats, and other specialty groceries is now 40 stalls of LA's best local restaurants.
1: Many of them are sort of local southern california restaurants you know that have sort of built a name for themselves and now sort of have these satellite locations uh here in the market i was
0: coming here long before the central market was all redone and it was a little dingier back then and but it's still
2: one of the best deals in the city to eat. some people look for sandwich some people yeah. look for coffee or something it's good you know because we can care for every, every, everybody everybody yeah. so, uh-huh
0: and y'all know me, I'm always down for the food. But this place has such a rich history, it's gone through many iterations and evolutions since it opened, and it really reflects the development and changes in our city, and specifically, downtown LA throughout the years.
1: The atmosphere here, you can't beat it. It hasn't lost the vibe, it's just, things have gotta change, things have gotta evolve, and I think it's evolving in a great
0: way. So, we wanna get a little context before diving in. So we're gonna try some delicious food in a little bit, but let's go back to the year of 1917 when the place was founded. It was called the Wonder Market at the time. So let's give listeners a feel for what it was like back then when it first started. God, what do you know about this place?
1: Yeah, so LA was on the cusp of what began as many culinary revolutions Grand Central Market was established to meet the needs of a growing population. It was a reflection of the city's diversity and started as a true marketplace that featured produce and international spices. At the time, there were over 90 vendors that packed into the space and catered to a more sort of wealthy class at the time.
0: To paint a picture of what the demographic was like down here, we're at the back dining tables right across from Angel's flight. It opened in nineteen oh one to transport people living up in the wealthy area of Bunker Hill to go to downtown to shop, eat, go to shows, and eventually go to Grand Central.
1: They would ride the Angels Flight Funicular down the hill to the market and do their grocery shopping. It was a great place to come and get your food, maybe enjoy a snack and just chill. And I believe their uh, right next to Angel's Flight is that park that was featured in 500 Days of Summer. Yes, that was so iconic. I loved it. I used so, to go there
0: on my lunchtime by myself,
1: God. We're, we're swimming in millennial cinematic film references right now. We've got a little bit of La La Land and a little bit of 500 Days of Summer. Bradbury Building is right there. Bradbury Building also in that, uh, also in 500 Days of Summer. and. Uh, a bunch of other films too. Blade Runner also.
0: So So obviously the market has gone through a lot of changes. The last hundred years, of course. Obviously when we're here now, there's no bow ties and there's a lot more chill vibes. So, you know, what has happened? So post-World War
1: II, as we all know, there was an economic boom. So a lot of the demographics changed. Wealthy folks moved out of downtown and into the suburbs because they wanted more space. The market began selling less, higher in produce and delicacies, and more standard groceries to reflect the local community population. The market has evolved along with the city's changing demographics and continues to do so even today
0: talking about changes, which we always do on How to LA, you know, I want to talk about the Latino influence of the market itself. You know, there's still people selling Latino food, but also like even like the little market that is still here with spices from Mexico and all this stuff. At a certain point, it was about 80% Latino vendors. And I feel like we still see some of that today. As you can see, and as we'll look around a
1: little bit later, there's still some remnants of that too, as well. Some of the original Folks who have been here for the, the last 30, 40 years are still here. Speaking of lots of Latin American food, as well as spices, groceries, etc.
0: Something that I love about Downtown God, which I've hopefully picked up on to bring me back next time, is the architecture in this area, because obviously it was one of the first city centers that was built in LA. This particular structure was built in 1897. And it was a, a very iconic structure, right, Gob? So the building was built in 1897, and
1: when the market was filled on the ground floor in a Bayes Artes, uh style, the Homer Laughlin-style building was LA's first steel-reinforced and fireproof structure. Back in the day when it opened, it was definitely more sort of European in an aesthetic, you know, think of sort of like a grand ballroom that you would see in like, you know, parts of Europe. But these days, I think it's more sort of utilitarian in that respect. I'm looking at a lot of ceiling fans and exposed pipes and what have you, which I think is very on brand for the current uh,
0: look and feel of downtown L.A. So now we're here and it's been decades later. The market, I feel like through time has definitely had a different vibe and different aesthetic, obviously. I'm struck by like how it's changed even when I was working here in downtown in 2018 and this was like my weekly lunchtime hangout, right? And now it's like things are a little bit more trendier. The people here are like so aesthetic (laughs) and um, there's still like 40 vendors selling food. But there's also like a Jarritos activation in the Grand Central Market. Yeah. There is art that is commissioned by Bullet. So it's definitely has taken on kind of like the L.A. vibe that people gravitate towards. Tell me about the feeling you have now, God.
1: I mean, we would come down here as a family in the 90s and go to like Mocha and things like that and grab like a some tacos or a burrito here beforehand, you know. And I remember getting these huge burritos here. and walking around. And but yeah, I think it has changed a lot, you know, uh, from then and even like you said, within the last, you know, decade or so. So as you mentioned, there's about 40 different vendors now, many of them are sort of local Southern California restaurants, you know, that have sort of built a name for themselves. And now sort of have these satellite locations uh, here in the market kind of offering the best sampling of LA's diverse culinary experience think about it as if you're a tourist you're visiting from a different city and you want to try a few different things grand central market is kind of the place to do all that at
0: we'll be right back to explore a bunch of the eateries here after a quick break Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe.
2: As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic
0: self. Check out Right Nowish. Rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, I'm hungry, y'all. And we're back here at Grand Central Market in downtown LA. All right, now it's time to grub because I'm really hungry now. Gob, what do you have in store for us? So I actually put together a little list of a
1: bunch of different places that we should try And I tried to really kind of capture the variety of all the diverse offerings that are here today.
2: You might remember from the Friendsgiving episode, listeners, that Gob is the type A list guy. He does a spreadsheet, so he came prepared today.
1: What I did was I tried to kind of structure it so we can start out with some smaller bites and then move on to some bigger things. 11 spots,
0: okay? (laughs) Yeah. How am I going to be here?
1: As long as it
2: takes.
1: (laughs) Basically what I want us to do is to start out with some small bites, then move on to some larger entrees, and then maybe finish off with a couple of sweet items. I tried to put together a list that if you're coming here with your friends or your family, you can get a a nice little sampling of everything that's offered here. We're we're going for shareable plates here today uh, at Grand Central. Figure myself, you, and producer Megan Botel can each Go and order an item and then we'll bring it back here and we'll try it and we can talk about what we think about it. I am scared. I'm nervous. I'm gonna get the smash burger, okay? And we're gonna split that up into fours, okay, so we could try that. If you don't mind go getting the curry worst and then uh, producer Megan Botel, you can go and get the shrimp cocktail from
0: uh, Broad Street and pro tip if you are planning to dine in grand central market if you have a big group have one of them stay back reserve the seating because it gets packed all the time where's mine i don't know oh right there is that no i'm on a mission to order something that my friend said berlin currywurst yeah yeah let's get he just yeah he wants that I'm so hungry right now, I'm taking everything in my will not to eat this sausage in front of me.
2: No, you have yeah.
0: to save it. Okay. So, I got the
1: smash burger from For the Wind.
0: and uh, I got bacon with it too. What I like about this burger in particular is there's a lot more, a lot more crispiness. These edges. The edges. Yeah. The melting of the cheese with, with the with the beef. Are
1: we doing curry we getting into the, the, the chicken curry worse now? Okay. I mean however you want. Producer Megan Botel, you
0: know? Um, the first thing I tasted was was like a tomato sauce, ketchup.
1: I mean it got it definitely is like it's like a spicy ketchup.
0: Yeah. Um so so wait what's your verdict? Uh what's your hot tip for the for this course? This is
1: hard. This is hard. It's already the, the first one, and I'm already like torn. Okay. And I picked all of them too, so it's like it's like trying to pick your favorite, you know, child. Hola, ¿puedes hacer un taco de carnitas
2: pero un mixto? Sí, con todo. Sí. My name is uh, Thomas Martinez. I'm on Tacostumbra uh, San Tomas for uh, 28 years already. So i am here in the Central Market for a long time. So in 1995, we have the opportunity to get my own business. Now. Oh, I see many, many changes. And in the past, we have a lot of vegetables, a lot of markets, a tortilleria, fish markets, and a lot of produce. And a big market in the, in the downtown area. Before, we have uh, many Hispanic people. Well, now we have... Uh, American people, Chinese people, say. Sure. Uh-huh. so that's a, that's a mixed mixed customer. That, that's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know this place is always so busy. Why do you think that, like, there's such a line all the time? Uh, you know, because we make a good quality. We do a big portions of meat and good service. That's why you know we we see the customer like family. You know, we, Uh That's why.
0: So normally we don't eat pupusas with a fork and a knife, right? But
2: for uh, content but, purposes, but we are
0: cutting this up a bit. Yes. We got it. We got it. And then we have a little bit of the. Woo! I want to have some of the. What
2: is that? Is that topping for
0: the pupusas? It's uh, what is it called? Um, ¿cómo se llama? Mm-hmm. Huh? Curtido. Oh, curtido. Yeah, it's like cabbage. It a yeah. <laughs> So, navigating this market is pretty chaotic, but in the best way. Because there are so many choices, it might be nice to come with a plan. But don't worry, we've got you covered with details about all the spots we're hitting up today, courtesy of Gops Braun. We'll link his guide in our show notes. One of my best experiences at Grand Central Market was a day after a night out, we were a bit hungover. We got breakfast food, had a drink in the patio, more drinks, coffee, and we made it a day of like three hours just hanging out. It's more of like bringing people together and doing what you want to do, you know, but it's it's an experience and I, I love doing this with y'all. It's, it's a little bit of everything.
1: I feel like what you just described is kind of like a brunch, but without the societal construct of a brunch, you know? It's more sort of come as you are, free flowing, you know, mix and match, you know, do what you feel like kind of deal.
0: As God mentioned, if you're here with a group, take advantage of that. Split up and share so you can try as many of these incredible eateries as possible.
2: Okay, time for dessert. Cookies at fat and flour.
0: Wow. Spread. Damn, you got cookied out, honey. Yeah. Before you guys devour the rest of it, I just I just need to do one more. Yes, you are. I know you are. This is so delicious. Jesus. It's like pudding, it's like bread, it's like so you're getting like the the custard aspect,
1: you're getting like the flesh of the young coconut paired so nicely with the uh, crusty. Struisel that she mentioned uh, on the top
0: here.
1: And Can you feel the sugar crash coming? Because I can You can? I can feel it.
0: It's like a tidal wave about to crest right now. No, oh, no, take it. Take no, it, take, take it. it. I think, no. so. Someone you to finish that. Okay. Okay, can I take something in here? Take uh, whatever. What's the sauce? Alright, y'all, that's all we got room for today. We did it. We got through sampling 10 eateries here at this glorious, beautiful place, all for you. (laughs) For more, check out Gob's Guide on Grand Central Market on LAX.com. We'll catch you next time. And again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so, it helps us out a bunch. All right, talk to y'all later. This episode was produced by Megan Botel. Our other team members include Victoria Alejandro, Erica Washington, Evan Jacoby, Monica Bushman, and our intern, Tony Morales. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LA Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism.